Turn with me tonight to the book of Acts, chapter number 27. I thought last night and then today I would be in a different area. I preached last night, tried to, on the treasure of the church. And I thought this all night last night and this today I preached on the triumphs of the church. Out of the book of Song of Solomon, but cutting grass today, the Lord just seemed to tie this on my heart. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was happy. Um, and, and I mean that. I was tickled to death. And, uh, but um, and as the day goes, as the day's gone, it becomes more of a, just deep in my heart tonight. And I'm interested in this story. And I'm interested in Paul getting rid of this serpent. We know in the Bible that the serpent is a type of Satan. And we see some things that happen. Let's read before I go any further. And when they were escaped, after they shipwrecked, Acts chapter number 28, then they knew the island was called Melida. For the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, he laid them on the fire. There came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt, this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when they sh he should have swollen and fallen down dead suddenly. But after... They had looked a great while. Can I stop right there and say something? I've seen some people along this Christian journey that's took a hard blow. I mean, Satan seems to have knocked their back door down and has hit them awfully hard. And I must admit to you, I've been one of them thinking they're going to fall down dead, thinking there's no way they can handle such a load. I was in Holly Springs Baptist Church and I heard a preacher say, Brother uh, Prestel, Prestel say, he said, whoever said God wouldn't put more on you than you can bear? And I thought to myself, me, I've said that. He said, that ain't no Bible. And I thought, yeah, it is. I've heard it all my life. Sitting there somewhere, I promise you. He said, God seems to specialize in putting more on me than I can bear. And I thought, who has Brother Scott gotten that pulpit? He don't know the Bible because that's in the Bible. I've heard it all my life. 
But after I got home and got to researching, I found out I agree with the preacher. But God didn't ever say he'd put more on me than I couldn't bear, I would bear. And I agree with the preacher and say God sometimes does put more on us than we can bear. But I'm pro- I promise you this, he'll never put more on you than he can bear. I promise you that. If you could bear it all, then why would you need him? You know why we're trying to have meeting under a tent tonight on a cold evening? Thank the Lord for that. Because sometimes we get more than we can bear in this whole life. And sometimes Satan latches on and he don't seem to turn loose. And I look at, look at them and I wonder when they're going to fall down. My mind can run back through a couple years ago when I had an uncle and I ain't delayed it some while ago. And I thought, when are they ever going to fall, Brother Scott? But I still see her standing over here tonight singing. Instead of falling, they seem like they keep getting up. Instead of going down, they keep going, seem like they keep on getting up. I say, wonder how in the world that happens. And... Um, and saw no harm come to him. They changed their mind and said that he was a God. Father, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for this privilege, Lord. I thank you for this honor. I thank you, Lord, for helping us, Lord, tonight so far. I beg you tonight, Lord, would you help me? I beg you tonight, would you touch me? Would you give me that that I need from God, Lord, to stand here, Lord, and proclaim what thus saith the word of God. We'll ever love you and honor and praise you, magnify you and glorify you. And your blessed, holy and humbly name, we do humbly pray, amen and amen. I'm going to use a word that is familiar with a lot of us. But I still believe in the perseverance of the saints. I still believe that the saints of God, thank God, to take a licking and keep right on a ticking. Thank God for those, uh, thank God, that's still laboring for the glory of God. And I wish I could tell you tonight that Satan don't bother me. I wish I could tell you tonight that Satan don't bother y'all. I wish I could tell y'all tonight if you would do one, two, and three, he won't bother you no more. Think about it is, Smiley don't know what he's talking about. Because it seems like every morning I get up, Satan's looking for me. And I must admit to you, sometimes I give him a saddle to ride. I must admit to you, sometimes, thank God, I put a saddle on my back and say, get on, buddy, I'll take you for a ride today. Sometimes he wants to get in the car with me, and I'll open the door and let him get in there sometimes. Sometimes he wants to get on the lawnmower with me, and I'll scoot over and let him get on there and ride around with me sometimes. And here's the amazing thing, everything he tells me is a lie, but yet I think everything he says is the truth. That's just my, that's just, that's the way it is at my house. And I've seen saints of God take a blow. I've seen the saints of God that Satan hits them, that God hits them as hard as he can hit them. Yet I see them still traveling on for the glory of God. I go to Baptist church, thank God, after they've been hit on a Saturday and find them sitting on a pew on Sunday morning. Thank God I go to, t- I see them get hit on a Wednesday and find them on a church pew. Thank God Sunday morning, a, a waving their hand. What happened, preacher? Thank God they take a licking and keep right on a going. By the help of the Lord tonight, if the Lord would but help me just a few minutes, 
on a preach on bitten, but still a standing. Thank God uh, 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 Paul had been bitten by a serpent, but thank God he didn't stop. He kept right on a traveling. He kept right on a going. First of all, I want you to, I'm going to be my, as brief as I can be, but don't you notice, first of all, when did Paul get bitten? When did Paul get this bite hanging on his hand? He got bitten while doing the right thing. Matter of fact, in verse number 3, you'll find it. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, and laid them on the fire. They came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. When did Paul get bitten by this serpent? When did this serpent bite Paul on the hand while doing the right thing? Whoever said, if you live close to God enough, there won't be no troubles. Whoever said, thank God, if you live clean enough, there won't be no troubles. Whoever said, if you pay your church tithe, there will not be no troubles. Whoever said, if you stay faithful to the house of God, there won't be no troubles. Can I tell you the best you can do? Thank God, in this whole life, the best you can walk, the closer the closer you can live, and the faithful you can be, there's still going to be troubles come down the line. There's still going to be heartaches. Thank God, there's still going to be trips to the graveyard. There's still going to be trips to the cancer center. There's still going to be sad news from a doctor. There's still going to be heartaches. Thank God. But you say, why? Because as best we can do, we still sometimes get bitten by the devil. Paul's doing what was right. Yet Paul gets bitten. But not only do we see when he got bitten, I want to look at Paul's response to this bite. Notice what Paul's response is. Verse number, verse number four, and when the barbarians saw that, verse number five, and he shook off the beast into the fire. Paul takes that beast and shakes him off into the fire. Let me stop and say something to you tonight. Satan does not have dominion over me. I am a child of God. Amen. I, he does not have to ride me. He rides me because I give him a saddle. He does not have dominion over me. And he don't have dominion over the child of God. Amen. If he rides you, you get to give him a saddle to ride you. Amen. Because my Bible says me, tells me that the Bible says to, to resist the devil. And he'll what? He'll flee. That means he'll turn and run. You know what that little word flee, uh, resist means? Keep him at arm's reach. Don't let him get too close. Keep him at arm's reach. Keep him over there. Keep him away. But sometimes I don't resist him and he bites on and hangs on for dear life. We find that Satan can be resisted. So what does Paul do? He takes this serpent and he throws him into the fire. How in the world does Paul get rid of of this serpent. That's why I want to park a few minutes tonight. I'm going to tell you tonight how you can get rid of that serpent. Thank God you know what it's like to have one hanging on you. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what he told me today on a lawnmower. He let me know they come in here tonight, you got serpents hanging on you. You'd give anything in the world if you could get them off of you. You'd give anything in the world if you could get the devil out of your ear. You'd give anything in the world 
Amen, I'm right. You'd give anything in the world. Thank God if you'd open your car door up and kick him out. Amen, you'd give anything in the world. Thank God if you could never take that lawnmower and kick him off and said, you ain't riding down the road with me. You're not riding in my lawnmower, on my lawnmower. You're not going to work with me no more. You're not laying in the bed with me no more and called me another sleepless night. I belong to God. Amen. I'm his child. Thank God and you don't have to ride me. Thank God you don't have to haunt me. Amen. Glory to God. You ain't got to tell me every lie they are. And I don't have to give you a ride down the road. Boy, don't you wish you could shake him off once and for all. Listen for a minute. Brother Scott, he shook his serpent off and he never came back. Boy, don't you wish you could shake him off. Now stay with me. You shook him off on Sunday morning with a choir was singing and a shouting. You shook him off when the preacher was in the glory world. And you stood up and said, thank God everything's all right. And you shook him off. Time you got back to the car, he's back on again. You know that life I'm talking about. You shook him off. Thank God when everybody's praying around the altar. All of a sudden you get back in the car. You head back down the road. Here he comes back again. Boy, don't you wish you could get rid of him once and for all. Boy, don't you wish you could get victory over this serpent that's hanging on you. Boy, don't you wish you could get victory over this serpent seems to hang on and you can't seem to get rid of him. Well, how in the world does Paul get rid of this serpent? How in the world does Paul shake his serpent off and he don't come back no more? How in the world does Paul take this serpent that's supposed to kill him, that everybody says he's going to die, that everybody says he's going to fall down dead and he's going to die? But how does Paul take that serpent and shake him off? How does he do it? I'll tell you how he does it. He does it by faith. Preacher, you going to bring faith into it? Yes, that's the only way you're going to get rid of him. Can I tell you something will not get rid of the serpent? Feelings will never get rid of him. <laughs> no disrespect, none whatsoever. No disrespect, none whatsoever tonight. But you know why you can shake him off when the choir is singing and he gets back on you before you get home? Thank God you shook him off by feelings. And it felt good when the choir was a singing. Thank God, but when the feelings die down and the feelings are gone, thank God, amen. I'm talking about walking in victory when you can't feel a thing. Amen. I'm talking about walking in victory, thank God, when there ain't no choir to sing. I'm talking about walking in victory, thank God, when there ain't no preacher to preach. I'm talking about walking in victory in the backyard. I'm talking about walking in victory with the Lord. Amen. I don't have to give him a ride. I can get rid of him and walk in victory with the Lord. Amen. Amen. But how in the world are we going to get rid of him? How are we going to get rid of him? First of all, here you won't get rid of him like this. You won't get rid of him saying, why me? Listen, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why me? If anybody could have said why me, it would have to be Paul. That, ser that servant, thank God he, of the 127 on that ship, but I'm the only one knows God. I'm the only one, I'm the only Christian here. 
I'm the only one that knows the Lord. But yet, the one only one that knows God, yet it's on my hand. Why me, Lord? Why me? Why am I battling this? Why ain't they battling that? Amen. You know what I'm talking about tonight. Why ain't they battling that? They don't think faithful to church. And they got all they want. But why am I battling this? I ain't got you trying to get through this life dragging a serpent around with you. Hey, you shake him off on Sunday and he gets up on Monday. You shake him off on Wednesday and he gets up on Thursday. And you just lived your life dragging a serpent around. I ain't got Hena turning loose. And the longer he hangs there, the more venom you're getting full of. Amen. And as long as he hangs there, ain't got business that stopped. Paul can't gather a bundle of sticks with a serpent here. For him to gather a bundle of sticks, he's got to get rid of this serpent. You know what Paul's doing? He's keeping a fire going he didn't build. <laughs> ain't that what he's doing? He's keeping a fire going. Can I tell y'all something? We got a fire in this county. Thank God we didn't build. And I don't want to get off on that, but that puts me under the gear for some reason. So I ain't got for them old timers. I ain't got to come through here. I ain't got to worry about all the I's dotted, T's crawled, and they started a fire. I ain't got of the Holy Ghost. And you and I have been just trying to keep her going, Brother Scott. I'm... Over yonder at Pernod Baptist Church, I didn't start a fire. There's one there before I got tired. I just been chugging fire on it, chugging sticks on it. Thank God, but guess what's happened now? He can't gather a bundle of sticks and keep a fire going. We're sitting here tonight. Oh, we wish we could get back in the fire business again. Boy, don't you wish you could shout again. Boy, don't you wish you could just feel his presence again. Something wrong. You have to deal with this serpent on you. You can't get rid of him. How many knows the serpent of doubt? Sling him off, gets back on. Sling him off, gets back on. And now God goes to moving in a Baptist church and he says, Steps to find that serpent says, You can't. <laughs> You're not worthy. <laughs> Now the God goes to moving in the Baptist church and he says, testify, and you say, that serpent says, I got you. You can't. I got a hold of you. You can't go no more, buddy. You're not even born again. What makes you think you testify? Boy, don't you wish you could get rid of that. Boy, don't you wish you could get. Let me tell y'all something, okay? I'm beyond feelings tonight. <laughs> I've run them long enough. And I'm tired of this roller coaster life. Up the day, down tomorrow. Up the day, and down tomorrow. I understand I have bad days. But I'm going to tell you something, okay? I don't have to always be in the, in the valley all the time. I can rise above all of that. Thank God. And look at the devil between Buck and Ben. Thank God. And tell him one thing. Thank God. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You don't have a right to, to ride me. Thank God. My big brother done whooped you. Thank God. He's got your keys. You don't have to ride me. I don't have to give you a ride. Pal, you can get out of here. Amen. How many ever had to kick him out of bed? You're looking at one of that. 
Brother Scott, I've had to kick him out of my bed more time than you can imagine. Thank God at 12 o'clock at night, thank God when he's up in my bed. You say, you don't do that, preacher. You better hold on again, honey. Thank God I'd get out of that bed and say, huh, Lord, get him out of there. That's my comfort place. Get him out of there. I lay back down in my bed and go to sleep like a baby. You say, why? He don't have to ride us all the time. But how in the world is he going to get rid of this serpent? He'll not do it by feeling sorry for himself. He'll not do it by wondering why ain't they got it. He'll not shake him off by feeling. So how in the world is he going to shake him off? Well, he's going to do it by faith. Are y'all listening? You can't walk this Christian life without faith. It's a God-given faith. Don't go there, preacher. It's a God. Man got born again by a God-given faith. He don't get saved with natural faith. He gets saved with a God-given faith that God imparted unto him. Amen. He didn't believe. He didn't believe by his own faith. He believed by the faith that God imparted unto him. Where did he get it from? Faith come up by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many members that night you heard a preacher? Thank God in the northern of the Holy Ghost. And God from that preaching. Thank God imparted faith unto you. Amen. And he gave you faith to believe. Amen. With that same faith, you have to shake him off. Faith in what? What in the world is Paul going to put faith in? What in the world is Paul going to put faith in to get rid of that serpent? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, too. I want to tell you. Notice verse chapter number 27. God has told Paul something that ain't come to pass yet. God has told Paul something that ain't happened yet. Now, listen to me. Listen to what God told Paul in verse number 22 or 23. Let me go to 24. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord whom I, whom I am and who I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. Did you hear that? He said, Paul, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> he didn't tell him where the serpent was there. He told him before. Paul, I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be a time before you check out of here, you're going to come before Caesar. Paul looks at that serpent and says, I've got a promise from God that I've got to be brought before Caesar. And I ain't got there yet, pal. They say you're going to kill me, but I say you ain't got the power to. And there he goes. Thank God he takes him. He slings him off by faith. Faith in what? The word of God. Amen. I mean, he's got a word from God that says this. Everything's going to be all right. Amen. In the darkest hour, everything will still be all right. You say, why? I've got a word from God. Amen. Every now and again, I get a word from the Holy Ghost. And I keep on playing it on. How, preacher? By faith in the word that God gives me. Amen. Amen. I don't always feel saved. How you know you are? Because I got a word. He ain't spoke lately, but I'm still writing the word that I got yesterday. 
Amen. Amen. You, <laughs> I'm about to have a Wednesday night fit. You say, why? I've had to get rid of the serpent a time or two. Amen. You can't hurt me. Whoop. <laughs> Glory to God. It do some of you good by the faith of God. Look, take between buck and men and say, you can't hurt me. I belong to God. You can't hurt me. I ain't been brought before Caesar yet, buddy. That. In the background, I hear this. Watch him die. Watch him die. He's fixing to fall. Over here, he's thinking, I can't fall. You hear what I said? I can't fall. If I fall, he'll raise me back up. Because yeah. 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 I ain't joint the Caesars yet. <laughs> and while back yonder while I go in that ship with the rocking, I went down the bottom of it, and he gave me a word. <laughs> and I'm still hanging to that word. My Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I'm still hanging to that same word. Can I remind you something? God ain't changing mine. <laughs> he ain't. I wish you'd tell me again. Why? You don't trust the first time he told you. Oh, he shakes that serpent off. But hold on a minute. How about the bite? How about the venom going through here? I know that. that you know. Now listen, God gave this to me in my study one day. I thought, wait a minute. He shook off the serpent, but the bite stayed there. See, when he got rid of that serpent, that was what was causing the venom. But there's still venom running through here somewhere. And that's out of Paul's ability. <laughs> now he's got to pin on somebody else. Bigger than him. <laughs> Paul says, serpent, I can get rid of you. But somebody else has to take care of this bite in me. Somebody else has to pinch off my veins and stop this venom from getting to my heart. I can't do that. Can I tell you tonight, Brother Keith, I've seen my uncle shake the serpent off, but the bite stayed. It still hurt when he went to the graveyard. It still hurt when my Aunt Donna went to the graveyard. I see another member of mine sitting back yonder sometime back. After Christmas, I seen him shake the serpent off. Matter of fact, there's a young man come up to me a while ago and talked to me, sitting beside me right there a while ago, and told me this. He said, Preacher, you remember Sunday, last Sunday morning? I said, Yeah. He said, What was all going on? I said, I don't know what everything was going on. I said, He said, I know what God told me. I said, he come to the altar. When he got done praying, he, him and his wife both got married, got a shout when they were praying. And I said, what did God tell you? I knew exactly what he told him. I heard him say it in the altar. He said, the Lord said it's going to be all right. You know what he done? He shook a serpent off. But guess what? Sugar problems are still there. The sugar didn't come down. Uh-oh. 
What are we going to do with that, Brother Scott? Let me tell you all a little secret about the Lord. It ain't no secret. How many members today you put faith in him to save you? You put the faith he gives you in him to save you. Did you save yourself? But when you put faith in him, he steps up and resumes responsibility. Listen to me. When you put your faith in God to save you, he steps up and resumes responsibility. When you put faith in God, God said, Paul, you put faith in my word, and I'll step up and resume responsibility. And I'll stop that bite. You just stand still, buddy. And what you can't take care of, you get rid of the serpent that I've done whooped, and I'll take care of all this other thing you can't handle. Hallelujah. Sometimes we think we're not getting rid of the serpent because the bite still hangs around. But I want to tell you how my Uncle Ricky back yonder is still a standing. I want to tell you how that lady that stood on that piano a while ago. See, here, listen to me. I'm about done. I want to tell you why, where God put this message in my heart. When I got a call, phone call one day at 2 o'clock in the evening, some bad news about a son that went home to glory. And I pulled up just over the hill there where I live. And I seen a lady on the ground. And one of the best church members, one of the greatest Christians I know, going, oh, Lord, is in that shop with that boy over there. They've done everything they could to help him. And I left there that day thinking, God, give me something to help him. Please, that's my sheep. Please, Lord, give me something to help them. And God sat down at my desk one day with me and said, here, let me give you this. And I wondered, how's my Uncle Ricky still a-standing? How are you still a-standing? See, I seen my Uncle Ricky stand up in church and testify and brag on God. My Lord. Brother Scott, I've seen him stand up and say things that would shake an average Baptist to the core, buddy. What God done for him. And I'm sitting there thinking, he shook that serpent off. But how's he here tonight? How's that lady able to play that piano? Because when they shook that serpent off, the Lord said, now I'll take responsibility from here. And I'll take care of the bite. And when they think you're going to fall down dead, you ain't going nowhere. I got you. I got you, Paul. I got you. Thank God, Paul said, Lord, I can't handle. I can get rid of the serpent, but this bite I can't handle. Lord said, I got you, Paul. I got you. Let me ask you a question tonight. Are you tired of giving the serpent a place to hang?